It's in the danger zone. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Ooh, sorry. No, sorry. We're sorry, we're laughing. It's just that was bad. Um, hello, everyone, and welcome to. Um, it's been a long time coming. A BIHA podcast. Um, this is a special podcast, a goalie podcast. Um, I'm joined by two bears, Yuki Higuchi and Nick Winters, um, and also um, of the Northumbria Kings fame, uh, Jack Wakefield. Um, so. Um, I'll just uh, let you guys have a, a brief moment to introduce yourself. So, Jack, if you want to tell people who you are, where you come from. Um, I'm Jack Wakefield. Um, I come from Gilesgate, Durham, and I play for Northumbria Kings and sometimes Whitley Bay Warriors. Cool, cool. Um, Nick, what about you? Uh, yeah, so I'm Nick Winters. I'm from Nottingham and I play for Sheffield Bears and apparently every team in Sheffield as well. <laughs> you listened back to that then. I um, did listen back. <laughs> and finally, um, Yuki, uh, if you could tell everyone uh, where you come from and, and a bit about yourself. Yeah, um, I'm Yuki Gucci and I'm like an exchange student from Japan and I go to University of Sheffield and I play for the, the Sheffield Bears. Cool, cool. So um, what we're going to do, guys, talk a bit about goaltending because everyone thinks you're going to be a bit mental to be a goalie and talk about why you, why you guys, how you guys got into hockey and a little bit about how you guys got into goaltending. So I'll, I'll go in reverse order this time. So Yuki, how did you first discover ice hockey and what made you want to be a goalie? Well, my father used to play ice hockey and he played goalie. Like, and I used to play player for one, one or two years in the beginning, but like all the gears just like kind of made me interested in it. Just like having like big the big pads, the cool helmets and like the gloves, so that's like how I got into it. Fair enough, a kit a kit guy, and that's not uncommon from what from what I understand. And what about yourself, Nick? Uh, yeah, so my my godmum got my mum into ice hockey by taking us to watch the Panthers games, and um, she really enjoyed it. So she got our family watching it as well. I think being a goalie, it looked like the one with the least skating. Um, as a three-year-old, that seemed like the most advertising one. But as it turns out, there is quite a lot to do. <laughs> um, and, and Jack, what about yourself? Um, I was around when the Durham Wasps rink up in, um, up in Durham City was closing down. And there was a little, little winter pad. And it was my seventh birthday, I think. We went down Durham, went down the town, and we saw it, and then we and we had a little public skate, and we thought, oh, it was a bit fun, little outing, and then uh, we saw the ice skate, like the hockey on, and we were like, that looks cool. So then tried that player for about a year, and I was like, don't really want to be a player. Saw the goalies, I was like, they're the cool guys, get me in there. <laughs> right, okay, so um, sounds like uh, we've had two, 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 one skating, one kit guy, and one, one, um, the goalies are just cool. Um, so that, that's a nice spread of reasons to be a goalie. Um, 
So um, obviously, the reason I got you three guys on is I don't I don't know if you're aware of this, but obviously after the uh, every nationals we do an, an all star team, um, and I couldn't I couldn't manage to decipher between the three of you um, or to leave one of you out. So um, you all got picked for the all star team. So um, I'll come to you first, Nick. Um, what what how, did did you find out about that, and, and what 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 did it feel like to be named a, a BIHA all star? Yeah, I did find out about that. Um... It felt great. I mean, I think I had the Dream Team All-Star Team last year as well in Tier 1 non-checking. But to get it in Tier 1 checking, like the top tier, it, uh, it means that bit more. And it kind of adds as well to the uh, the overall win. Cool, cool. And then, Jack, what about you when you when you were named? What was your reaction? Uh, if I'm going to be honest, I didn't really find out. And I think I was told by, by Nick, I think, when he, um, not um, Nick Winters, um, my coach, Nick, when he said about the interview. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Because I was just tired at the time. I was just sort of like, oh, that, that's cool. And I was like off to bed. But I think it's set in and I was like, oh, that's pretty good. You know, I got on the All-Star team. I don't really, like, I've been in tournaments in juniors lots before. You don't, especially the goalies don't get recognition a lot. So it's nice to you know, get a little bit of something, you know. Cool. And and Yuki, incidentally, you've got this sort of strange position of being named fourth line centre because there's only two goalie slots on the on the thing Dave gives me. But um how, how do you feel about how do you feel about that? Well like my teammates just like ended up sending me like screenshots of it and I was just like a bit confused at first. I thought it was just like an honest mistake. But like I ended up learning later on that like it was intentional. So I was like a bit surprised. I got picked, but it was like, yeah, I just me just boosted my confidence. Honestly, it just felt good. Good, good. And um, this this one's a bit more Bears specific, and I'm sorry to the the new the newly formed Bears podcast for for bringing these things up. But you you guys, uh, Yuki and Nick, faced each other in the uh, in the varsity game, I believe. Um, what's it like, sort of being teammates, but also having to face each other in these big varsity games? I'll go to you first, Yuki. Um, like coming into like Sheffield Bears, like Nick is like obviously a goalie that stands out from the rest. Like he's just like outstanding goalie. So it was just like kind of nerve wracking, honestly, because like Hallam obviously just had a better team, and Nick just played spectacular as well. But you know, it was like a a nice challenge to have, like in varsity. Oh, I oh, we lost them. Oh. I'll come. I'll come to you just now, Nick. While we're waiting to see if Yuki comes back, um, how was it? How was it for you playing against Yuki and and playing for Hallam? I think it, maybe the second time. Yeah, the second time it was uh, it was difficult. Uh, Yuki played absolutely outstanding. I think after the game, there were people saying you played really well, Nick. You, like, there's not much more you could have done except for not scoring an own goal. But um, I was. I think every single person I said, do you know how hard it is to look like you're playing well when you're playing against that? Like Yuki was absolutely lights out, unreal. But no, it's it was fun. It's always fun to play against people you normally play with. And uh, the atmosphere as well, the big rink completely filled out. It's amazing. And and then Jack, just so you don't feel left out, what, what's it like when uh, the barn's rocking in Whitley Bay on a on a Tuesday night? Or Wednesday night, rather. Uh, uh, well, what for like Northumbria games? Yeah, 
Uh, well, it depends. Sometimes we'll get 10 people in, sometimes we'll get no people in. Whitley Bay is not the most welcoming sometimes for people, but I mean, but no, if, you, if there is people like that, there's passion. There's definite passion with people coming in, definitely. Uh, but although it is cold. So <laughs> again, not many people come. Yeah, yeah. I think I think um, it's, it's fair to say that in the northeast they're not blessed with the, the most welcoming facility, but it has got a bit of character, yeah. like an ice rink. Yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely it's, a, it's more of a cult following. It's definitely with the Warriors where the fans come in. If you come to a Warriors game, it is electric with the fans. Some of them are absolutely rabid. <laughs> um, I'm just doing a little check it. Yuki, are you back with us? Yeah, can you hear me or not? I can hear you now, yeah. You kind of phased out at the, right. the end there. Um, we were just right, talking so about uh, what, it, what it was like in that, that game and obviously getting the, the first, I think it's the first ever win for the University of Sheffield. Um, yeah, it was the first win, yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, sorry to... Sorry to yeah. <laughs> um, well, you were, the, you were the Nationals winning goalie, Nick, so I suppose you, you kind of shared the, shared the glory <laughs> between the two of you. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll split it this year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and um, and and Nick, this is a specific question for you because I don't know if you know. Up in the live stream, we always talk about hockey here. Now you've got for a goalie some of the the best hockey here uh, in the business. Is, is that kind of your sort of secret power, a bit like Samson? Um, I'm not sure, but I feel I've, I've played better since I've had long hair. So if it's not if it's not broken, why change it? Why fix it? So um, when I have a few bad games in a row and I come back bald, you know what's happened. <laughs> and go- goalies are pretty superstitious. Jack, have you got any superstitions? Um, I'd say probably thanking the post is probably my thing. Say hits the post cross, but I give a little kiss, you know, give it a little pat, you know, best friend for the goalies that. But in some defensemen sometimes, I'll tell you what. <laughs> And, and Yuki, what about you? Have you got any superstitions when you're when you're playing? Um, I have like a couple pairs of like lucky socks that I wear that I got from like a girlfriend a couple of months ago or a couple of years ago, and I just wear that before like big games, like before the varsity game. I wore that, and like for a couple of nationals games, I wore that as well. So I have like lucky socks. But you better you better keep a hold of that girlfriend then. Oh yeah, hopefully, because I'm gonna have to throw it away if we do break up. So. <laughs> Well, yeah, because it'd be rather awkward if you if you moved on to a new girl and still had your old girlfriend's socks. So, right, exactly. Um, <laughs> I'm not. This isn't the BIHA relationship podcast, though. So <laughs> we'll move on from that. What What about you, Nick? Have you got any? You got any specific uh, superstitions apart from um, what what you discussed before? Um, I mean, I'd say not really, but I think there's probably a few people that will disagree with me. Um, so away games, I like to have a meal deal from Tesco's home games, I like to have a banana, uh, stretch in the same place in each rink. So it, if it's a new rink, trying to find a place to stretch, do the same stretches in the same routine, then put my kit on in the same order, warm up in the same place on the ice. But no, not many. Just, just a list, but not many. Just, just a long list. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, Jack, you were mentioning you played a bit for you've played for the Warriors and stuff like that. Um, t- tell me a bit about the, the the difference in intensity between, say, the Warriors and the and the VIH. Uh, it's 
definitely much more intense. It's a lot more, it's a lot more of a higher skill ceiling. Um, I don't know. I think Nick, you, did you play Scimitars? I can't remember. Was it Nottingham? I don't really remember which. Yeah. Scimitars. Yeah. You know, the level of that league, it, it's above what we have here in like the, the university league, but that comes from experience with like, some veteran players like at Warriors, we we well, we had Dean Holland, Adam Wood, Sean Kippin, you know, these players that have played for a long time. But as well, it's the fitness level. I feel like the fitness level of a lot of these guys is definitely it's definitely higher. It's not the best because the leagues up like Steel Dogs and Leeds Knights, which are the league above, are definitely much more in tune with the fitness. But it's it's also like how smart we work on the ice as well, playing systems like defensive formation, offensive, five on three, five on four formations, just the overall planning of the game is a lot more high level as well, which I think draws intensity to those games. Cool, cool. And, and Nick, you've played, as we talked about, for every team in Sheffield, I think, and uh, I'm not in them. Um, now, I, I don't know if you've played up to the Steel Dogs, but is that is that if you have, is that a bit of a, a step up in intensity as well? Yeah, yeah. So I've played two games for them this season, um, just filling in through in January for work commitments with Dima and near the end just to give him a break. Uh, but it's definitely a step up. I mean, I've trained with them the entire season and it's a big step up to go from Titans or if I'm training with the BC team to fill in with goalie spaces to then go on to that. It's a, a big step up. And and Yuki, have you played any any hockey outside the BHA? Well, I would imagine you probably have. But um, have you? What, what what was your sort of hockey background coming into the BHA, and, and how how did it differ from from uni hockey? Um, I played hockey in the United States for like ten years in the state of California and Minnesota. Then I also played for like a university team back in Japan, but. The most recent one, which is like the university team back in Japan, but they're all beginners. They all like just started like in university. So they don't know like how to skate at first. It's very low level compared to like the union level here. But I don't know, it's a bit different because like back in Japan, I was more of like the person that teaches a lot of my teammates. But like being here, it's a bit more competitive and people are like able to do like more stuff and like more skilled. So it's like, it's nice to be in that environment again. And just mean just being able to play and learn. Cool, cool. Um, and um, the the one thing I wanted to ask you guys, obviously, it maybe doesn't matter so much to goalies, but it, it, I don't know if you've had any feedback from players as well. But nationals um, this season and, and last season introduced a new format where we had uh, essentially we don't have tiers one and two checking anymore. We just have one one tournament and it splits down into to sort of mini tournaments or mini brackets if you if you want. Um, how have you guys found that? Um, you, you, I think you're, this is maybe your first national. So how did you find the format this year? How did I like it? Yeah. Um, I thought it was good because like at the end of the day, you're playing against a team or like you're putting in a bracket that's like the same level as you. So you don't get like blown out, obviously. And I thought the like the brackets were pretty fair. And like even strength. So I, I liked it. I, I liked it a lot. Cool, cool. And and what about yourself, Jack? I don't know if this was your first nationals or, or second. 
it's my first nationals but i mean the structure itself i thought it was like similar to what you keep saying it's definitely it, it's fair it's fair there was fair skill level across the board for what brackets we were put in i think there were a couple of exceptions on a couple of things i think oh god i think it was oxford i can't remember like blue leads out the water nine one first game or something but other than a couple of couple of little games like that i think it, across the board it was very tight Cool. And and Nick, what were you? You've played a few nationals, obviously. How do you how do you find this this format? I'm not sure if you played pre-COVID. I think you did. No, not pre-COVID. I've, um, I've so I've done three because I played for the D team as a player as well. But I really do enjoy the formats. Um, I think it's a good chance as well with that many teams to see people who I mean I've played with all through juniors. I think the amount of Sutton players or people that used to play at Sutton was absolutely insane there. But no, I think the format's really good. Um, I think last year with the C team, we were we came in seeded six, and we won the overall tournament. So I think the fact that anybody can win it from the top six really gives that level of competitiveness and uh, makes it more challenging. And I mean, not every team can rely on Adam Carrot to suddenly turn into a hockey player, though. I guess. Well, that too. <laughs> he found himself. He did find himself. Um, <laughs> he certainly did in that that weekend. Um, for for those of you who don't know, the, the Sheffield Bears C team were, were um, power ranked sixth. Um, ended up winning the tournament against the Nottingham team that had basically been a juggernaut all all, all season. Um, to much to many people's delight, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> um, so, um, I guess I guess the uh, the next questions that I sort of have are just just about um, about your sort of hockey hockey uh, likes and dislikes um, outside the world of the BIH. So, Jack, what about you? What's your sort of favourite teams to watch, and uh, you know, and and how do you keep up with uh, what what hockey do you follow outside the BIH? Uh, well, I mean, Warriors, obviously. Crowds, amazing. Fans, amazing. Love. I've only ever played. I've only ever sat the bench. For some Warriors games, stepped in a couple of times when the goalies have been out. The fans love you, even when you're on the backup. I mean, no one really knows who I am. And some fans are like, oh, Wakefield, come over here. I want a photo or I want to just have a fist bump or something. So that's always nice there. But if talking outside of that, if I follow like NHL and all that, like the Stanley Cup playoffs at the minute, uh, pretty insane. Toronto in the playoffs for the first time since like 2004. So that's pretty fun. But I'm a Bruins fan, so when Boston got knocked out, let's just say I wasn't too happy. But no, I mean, I like watching the NHL or watching the highlight reels all the time. I like watching the um, the YouTube series they do, the weird NHL, where it's just all of the fails and bloopers of the NHL season is really fun as well. It's always entertaining. But sticking back local, um, I like watching my brother, my younger brother play. He played um, plays for Billingham Stars now. Uh, he was on the juniors uh, just until recently, but I'll, I'll go at Stars games, watch him play because I want to see him succeed as well. And and just on the Billingham Stars, is is it true that the coaches get made to wear helmets on the bench, or is that? Oh made? yeah, yeah. Because I think it was um oh god, it was a couple of years ago now. It was like when they first reformed as Billingham Stars. This was when I, I was a junior playing for the Stars juniors at the time, and I think it was a a women's game. I think I can't remember if it was a women's game and. Someone took their helmet off during the penalty in the penalty box, and someone flicked the puck over, and it cut them right across the face, cut across their eye, I think, and they had to go get stitches. But because there's no like signed agreement, the the community, like the the, the owners of the rink, 
are probably assuming people can sue against them and they can't be bothered to just make some written agreement in the terms of service when going on the ice. So instead they just say, all right, everyone put a helmet on instead. Make you look like idiots. <laughs> because It's a dumb rule. It's dumb as hell. Helmets with visors as well. Oh God. Yeah. It's awful. Oh. So the, well, they've got hel- the coaches wear helmets with a visor. With a yeah, visor. Yeah, you have to wear visors. And, and uh, uh, some of these, I, I don't know so much about the NHL, but I, I know that suits are quite common in there. Uh, and various leagues, some of these coaches wearing suits with a helmet and a visor. Oh, I think I'd, I haven't seen one, but there's probably been an occasion where someone has definitely. <laughs> and and what's so your strange? What's your um? And you don't have to just say Whitley Bay because because it'll make Nick Ivel happy. Um, what's yeah. your favourite rink that you've played in in Britain and why? In Britain, oh god, um, probably Leeds. Leeds was really good. Very, very nice rink. Good ice. Very, very nice. Yeah, definitely. Cool, cool. And um, and what about what about yourself, Nick? What what hockey do you follow outside the BI team? What's what's your favourite rink to play in and why? Um, so following hockey around the world, I guess. Um, so I'm a Bruins fan as well. So I wasn't the happiest when they were knocked out, but um, I think UK based. I follow most of the Sheffield teams. I keep up up to date on Panthers as well. Um, but no, most of the Sheffield teams, and then roll hockey as well. I look at Europe, see what's happening over there, see what's happening in America with the tournaments. Um, just keep up to date with it all, really. But I think favorite rink. I think the easy answer is the Sheffield rink, the um, the arena, the varsity. But. Um, that's quite tough, I think. Um, I Sheffield's a nice ring to play in when it's uh, when it's busy. Um, I'd say Nottingham as well because it's my hometown rink, but um, the alleged half seven face-offs aren't the best. <laughs> and and what about you? What about yourself, um, Yuki? What's what what hockey do you sort of follow outside the WIT and then? Uh... What's been your favourite rink to play in since you've since you've come to the UK? Um, I just mainly just watch the NHL and the Stanley Cup playoffs right now. And I'm I was rooting for the Maple Leafs and like I was super excited when they got past the first round, but now they're down like 3-0 as of yesterday. So it's a bit of a bummer, but it is what it is. Maybe Leafs in seven, but who knows? And uh favorite rink to play in is definitely I would say the Bauer Arena. In ice Sheffield, it just I think it has the best ice. I don't know, it's just like nice solid ice. So I would say the arena, that arena, yeah. Yeah, it, it certainly um the one thing it, it's quite impressive that I know that the the quality of ice will go down throughout the day at national, but it's quite impressive how it holds up, I think. Um mm-hmm. a decent standard all day. Uh that's that's the account of the the people that are maintaining it, of of course. Um now I don't know if you guys have you guys any of you guys played out with the UK. I know UK, you'll you'll have played out with the UK. Where, where's been your favorite play, place to play out with the UK? Outside of UK. Um, well, like when I lived in Minnesota, like it gets like negative, it gets like negative 30, 40-ish degrees, and the pond just freezes all over Minnesota. So you just get free ice outside and just like sick views with just, just a couple of your like a couple of your friends, and you're just playing ice hockey outdoors and that's probably my favorite place to play, like just on the pond. 
Cool. Cool, yeah. There is something special about playing outdoors in the pond or, or skating outdoors and stuff. Um, uh, Nick, you, I think you might have been to university. I may have got that wrong, but um, what, what's been your favourite sort of non-UK place to play? Um, I think in an ice rink, that's going back a few years. I've not been abroad with ice hockey for a while now. Um, I'd say the Tilburg rink in the Netherlands They've um, it's a nice rink. They've got a really good stadium. It's a it's a nice environment as well. And they always after after each game they'll bring a a big pot of tea, which is black tea with loads of sugar in. And it's uh, it does wonders. Yeah, make sure it's black tea because I remember Nick was getting this apple tea when we were in Switzerland. Um, and Nick, if he's listening back to this, will be press uh, will be pressing the Switzerland alarm. But um. Yeah, uh, he he would have been he would have been happier with that certainly than he was with it with the apple tea, um, <laughs> and uh, you mentioned you played a bit of roller hockey. You, you played roller hockey outside the UK as well. Yeah, I have. Um, it feels like I've been everywhere with it, but uh, Europe. I've been to Italy, Spain, France, and then America as well. Yeah, and how, how did you find those experiences? And 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 do, uh, do you prefer ice or or roller hockey? It's tough to say. I think I prefer ice just from the sliding and the movement aspect, but roller hockey, it's fun. It's high paced. There's no checking or hitting. So it's all very much skill based. Um, but the difference, the difference in levels. So, I mean, America was more tournament based. So just club teams and then going as Team GB. But um, playing in like world junior world in the twenties, world senior championships, the level is just so high. I think every time I'd go away and I'd come back with that next like a higher level ability, that would kind of pull through to the next year and then it would go even higher. I think that really helped developing my game. Cool. Cool. And um, and Jack, have you you played outside the UK at all or skated outside? Uh, yeah, um played in Sweden for three years, played for a team called um Amal Bulls, um, just I think it's just a little bit south of Gothenburg by about two hours. Played there for about um, t- three years, I think. Yeah, three years, uh, 2019 to 2022, just to the end of last season. I uh, came back here. Uh, over there was very good, very good ice as well. Um, I've trained in the summer. I go down to Galeen in the Netherlands, um, go on a camp called Hockey Camp Europe. A lot of international kids come from around Europe. A lot of international coaches come around. Very nice, very high level there. And um, this isn't ice hockey, but this is um, ball hockey, similar to roller hockey, just without the roller skates, essentially. And I've been to Slovakia, Czech Republic, and Canada, uh, playing for GB16s and GB18s as well. All right, yeah. So is that is that with the ball hockey? Yeah, that's with the, the the ball hockey. I think um, you know Stuart Jackson, um, one of my defensemen. He was on that as well. Yeah, yeah. I I, I don't know him personally, but I'm, I'm yeah, yeah, you, you him, yeah. yeah, yeah. He was on there. He's been on there with me as well. Yeah, a couple of a couple of Steel Queens girls have been on that, and I think uh, Steph Towns is probably a well known face in the ball hockey circles as well. Steph Towns. She was the coach for the under 16s in 2018 when we went over to the Czech Republic. She was the the coach then. Yeah, she's got. Uh, she got one of the best wrist shots you've ever faced then since it, since you've trained with her. 
Uh, I, I trained with her last week. Uh, it's all right. It's getting there. It's getting there <laughs> in the glue. Don't you worry. <laughs> I can't take it easy on her because she'll mug me off and I, I can't be having that. <laughs> now, um, all, all three of you guys are from um, clubs with multiple teams and obviously that leads to multiple goalies. Um, Jack, there's obviously yourself. I'm going to I feel terrible. I've forgotten your B team's goalie's name. And there's a, and there's obviously. Oh, don't, don't worry. Don't worry. I have no idea either. I've never met any of the B team, if I'm <laughs> going to be honest. Team, so is there, there's no real link up between you guys and the B team and the C team then? I don't, to be fair, I'm going to be honest. I, I haven't trained with them because I, I've been busy. I was busy when, when they would train. I would have Warriors beforehand and I have to attend college slash uni and I'm not going to train to early hours of the morning when I'm getting up at seven to go study all day. Oh. So I say to them, look, I'll train Warriors and I'll play for you all season. I just can't train with you. Your times don't work with my schedule. And they're like, it's fine. Fair enough. Fair enough. And well, if that works and then you communicate, then that's the main thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We always communicate, just make sure to say, look, I'll always turn up. I'll, I always give them two, three weeks in advance if I can't make a game date either, if it clashes with something, so that they, they can pull the B team goalie out or the C team goalie if they need to, to back me up instead. Cool, cool. And then... Have you um, sampled any of uh, Nick's mum's baked goods? No. Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, so sorry. I don't think I've had the pleasure. Yeah, you, you probably have to start skipping Warriors practice to get that. And then you oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I'll have them send it to us in the post. <laughs> um, well, Nick and, uh, and Yuki, you guys are obviously in a big club. and, and they're, they're, um, I know, Nick, you played down to the D team as a, as a player and stuff. What, what's this sort of... Um, level of support between the goalies within the, within the Bears I'll, I'll um, have that open so either of you can go first um, I mean I don't mind going first um, I think it's quite good for goalies the level of connects I mean we've got a um, got a group chat for goalies but I think there's that many players that there's never going to be enough goalies in that club I think the F and G team they had two players playing in goal um, but they volunteered, they wanted to. But I think the level of support there, it, it, it is really good. I mean, I've not made many trainings either, mainly because of the timing. I mean, most of our trainings are Tuesdays or Thursdays, and I'm there from seven. I can't really stay till one. I can't justify six hours at the ice rink. Um, but no, the level of support's really good. I've been on a few sessions to help with the uh, the lower team, so I've helped Yuki with his positioning. Um, but no, I have helped with... Um, new starters so not some people that have just picked up skates or gloves helmets for the first time they think oh i want to go in goal so they get the the kit borrowed from the club you know jump on help them but uh no it is really good definitely cool and and yuki obviously um you've 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 heard what nick says is that is that kind of your sentiment what what's your experience um from the bears right I think as Nick said, I think there's a great support for goalies. Like, I don't know, just like, because there are days that you're not going to be able to make it. So just like giving them a heads up, they'll just get a goalie from somewhere, like a C team, or like just Nick to play for like a B team. And like if C or D team or like A team needs a goalie, I, and if I'm available, I'm, I'll like, I'll step up. So it's just nice having that like flexibility sort of and the support. Just like, play whenever you're available 
Cool. Cool. And then, uh, Yuki, do you feel a little bit like Darth Vader when he um, when he destroyed Obi-Wan Kenobi after Nick's helped you with your position and then you've went and taken the varsity win from him? Yeah, I mean, just a little bit, yeah. I mean, like, just looking, I mean, like, obviously Nick is an outstanding goalie and just, like, watching the A-team, just, like, he's outstanding, just, like, perfect positioning. So kind of felt like, yeah, Darth Vader-ish moment, yeah. <laughs> and I have to say, um, and Nick, you probably you you said you've listened back. I did. I did at one point wonder what you were going to be like for. I mean, I've seen you play before, but wondered you know what you were going to be like for the eighteen, considering how well Yuki was playing. Did you, did you get inspired by seeing Yuki earlier in the day? Because I think the B team went first. Um, yeah, definitely. I think I woke up on that Saturday and checked my phone, and there was a screenshot from the Mavs game where I think it was. Cannons, I'm not sure if I pronounced his name right, but Cannons from Mavs, and he had a wide open goal, and it was just a screenshot of Yuki with his arm out, and he's absolutely robbed him. And I think it's even more of a testament to Yuki with his size. I mean, there's you'll see so many six foot seven, six foot eight goalies in the NHL, and they're covering the net, they're fine. But Yuki, I mean, I don't want to um out you, but he's not the biggest of player, biggest of goalies, but he plays like the biggest of goalies he always finds a way to be there always finds a way to be behind the puck and uh, make the save yeah yeah i noticed that about about yuki as well and uh um certainly that that nottingham mavericks a game i mean uh yuki yuki certainly proved the the old adage that a goalie well if Berk riquetti is listening to this he'll say that a goalie can't win a game but they can certainly draw it for you um, and and in that particular case, I think that was that was sort of a testament to that because it was unreal the the the, uh, the performance in that game. Um, Yuki, did you did you know you were onto something special in that game uh, right from the start, or did was it not until it finished that you realised that that was a special performance? Um, well, going into the game, like obviously our coach was like, "Yeah, this is probably like one of the top teams in the tournament because like they obviously won the league for A's, I think." And like I went, I think they went undefeated. So like going into it, I knew they were going to be a difficult match. But I don't know. Just throughout the match, just felt like I still had like the luck going from the varsity game. And just like my body felt light, and it kind of like just kind of moved on its own almost. And like after winning, like just the celebration from my teammates just like made it like apparent apparent that like it was like a big win or like a big tie. And just kind of, I think it just kind of boosted our confidence throughout the weekend. Yeah. Cool, cool. And 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 Jack, I, I, I don't mean to be rude or anything, but I, I would say that you're one of the biggest goalies in the tournament either. What what do you think is the key to the sort of success of, of being a, a sort of smaller goalie and and uh, and and hanging in there? Well, I mean, I'm about five eight at a push. I forget me on skates, I'm probably five eight and a half. So I'm not the biggest goalie. I'll admit to that. Don't worry. But um. Definitely position and speed, because position, if you're if you're center to the goal, center to the puck, you're covering off 90% of those angles. Most of the time, it's just going to either hit your body, pads, gloves, or helmet sometimes. Like, position is by far the most important. I mean, and both Nick and Yuki would probably know that as well. They're both good goalies. They both know it. They both make good saves. They both did good. So, I mean, they know that. But speed as well, because you can make the first save, but if you kick out a bad rebound, for example, or it takes a bad deflection, 
you need to have the wherewithal to then make it across to make that next save. I mean, and that's what Yuki did uh, in that game. I think he made two spectacular saves. I mean, I was in the crowd. I was gobsmacked, to be perfectly honest. It was brilliant. But it's those kind of things as well. You wanna, you have to be quick, but you've got to be in position. And you can't be giving up on plays either. You've got to play like no matter what. Even if there's a wide open net, you got to move for that regardless because player could shoot it and he could shoot it slightly wide enough for you to make it. But if you didn't move, it could just go straight in. So it's always best to have the mentality of just keep going until the whistle's blown. Keep going until the whistle's blown, be in the right position and play with speed. That's the best I could say for small goalies. Cool. Cool. That's that's good advice. So if there's anyone out there that thinks they're too small to be a goalie, then um, listen, listen to these guys because uh, Nick, you, I think you're probably the biggest out of the, out of the three of them, but I, I wouldn't say that you were a, a monster like Loudon from maybe Nottingham or anything either. So is that kind of no, you? Oh, yeah. I think I'm about six foot, six foot one, but Loudon's very tall. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, absolutely. I think the positioning, the angles, it helps with so much. I think having that bit more in size compared to uh, my two podcast partners at the moment, it helps. But by the same token, size isn't everything. I mean, I've seen plenty of smaller goalies do well and plenty of taller goalies not do that well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, we've talked about Yuki's, the, I mean... He played very well all weekend, but the, the, the certainly the special game against Nottingham Mavericks. Um, uh, Jack, you had two sort of special games, but the uh, the Eagles win, which essentially was a turnaround from last year's uh, last year's. Oh win. yeah, I'd heard about that. Yeah, yeah. I heard, I heard they knocked us out of the, the the final. I think final semi final or something last year. Well, it was the final of the of the same final, competition yeah. that you guys won. Um, how you, you, the, the Kings were outshot by Edinburgh in that game. What was what was the the atmosphere and what was the chat like going into that game? Um, we were just sort of basically we wanted revenge. That was the mentality of the lads. We were hungry. We wanted revenge. So my thought process behind it was I just play my best game. I mean that's always my thought going into a game is play your best game, try your best, do always do your best. Then when you, obviously when you get into the game. Depending how it goes, you can get into flow state or maybe you get thrown off of it. But I mean, again, in uh, the Edinburgh game, just, just in flow state most of the time. I did get knocked around. I did get knocked into my net. That wasn't exactly great. I remember I got, I, I don't know if you, I think you you can see on the video, my defenseman pushed him into us and he sort of clattered my head. And my head hits the ice. So I'm a little bit dazed. And the referee's like, oh, I'll give you like a minute or something. But I'm, I want to keep the game going because I'm like, I'm, I'm still in the game. I'm like, Let's go. You probably hear me on the video. I'm like, let's keep going. Let's keep going. So I turn to a nutter on the ice sometimes. <laughs> and then and then I think about five minutes left, my legs just basically give out on us. So I'm just like, like all drowsy. And my coach is like, Jack, you all right? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm all right. Wasn't all right. I'm fairly sure I was concussed after that game. <laughs> so yeah, that was fun. But I mean, the mentality of the game was you just got to fight through it, fight through, win the game. I mean, we won the game eventually because we were hungry and we wanted it more. Yeah, and there was one moment in that game, and, and you may or may not know I'm, I'm an Edinburgh guy, but there was one moment in that game where uh, where Edinburgh's big forward Andre stood on the puck and it looked like for all certainty he was getting the rebound. And that was the whole um, don't give up on the play thing. Did it, it was at that moment you sort of realised that we got this in the bag or was it before that? Uh, I think... It was when it, I think it was probably when we got the first one in. I think that was when it was like 
we're like, okay, we're getting into it because we are not a scoring team in Northumbria. If you look at our games, we don't score a lot of goals. We really don't score a lot of goals at all. I mean, we've had a couple of occasions. I think there was one game we had against Leeds where Leeds had six players plus their goalie and we scored 10. But that was that's a one-off. Other than that, we've scored three, four at most. I mean, in the tournament, I think we'd only won a game. Like, the games we had won had been by one goal. And sometimes I think one of them was a 1-0 win. So if we get the first one, that like it, it pushes us further to be like, all right, let's push further, let's push harder and harder and harder. And that gets that builds me more confidence because it, you get nervous sometimes when it's if it's a tie game and you know your team's not scoring team because it's that much harder for them to pull back from a like you know from a goal deficit. So yeah, once we got the first one, definitely is when I was thinking, all right, we've got this now. Cool, cool. And and Nick, you you've obviously you've had last year you had a special game in nationals with the with the the Adam Carrick show to an extent, and I appreciate that you were a big part of that win too. But um, this uh, this nationals um, came in two shootouts. You came through to get there. Obviously, you had your your shootout was in varsity. Uh, did you feel that you sort of vanquished those demons? And and how how did you feel about about you know overall winning the tournament? I think so, yeah. I think with Varsity, it was a bit of a setback, but I've um, I've always enjoyed penalty shootouts. I mean, I remember at training, specifically roller hockey trainings at 11 o'clock on a Monday night, just taking penalty shots after penalty shots. Um, So that's something that I'm quite used to and I'm quite not confident to search, but I do enjoy them. But I think um, the overall win and the way we played we really changed after that first London group game. I think we kind of had a look at ourselves and thought we've not had the strongest of teams in our group compared to the teams that if we're playing in the top level that we're going to face. Um, so we really changed the way we played coming into the um, the Imperial game. We really changed the way we played and then carried it through to a, a more defensively sound performance across the team. But, you yeah. know, it was uh, it was really good. I think the final wasn't the final people probably wanted to see with a, a nil-nil game and a penalty shootout. But it was, uh, it was definitely really enjoyable. And I'm very proud of us as a team for what we've done. And, and, and just in relation to, to, the, to the final... And the, the penalty shoot. Now, obviously, in the, the semi final, it went to ad- additional shots after the best of three. Um, Ryan Fraley then scored. And what was going through your coach's mind to leave him out again in the three after he's when he when he had already showed that he, he had he had the, the you know the ability to, to score those which the other players were maybe struggling with? Or do you not do you not know? Um, I'm not sure as such why we kept the same order. I'm guessing it's what worked last time. Um, so I thought if it, it still works, then don't change it. But I know for the um, that quarterfinal game against Cambridge, we thought it was five shooters, not three. So we had him fourth, thinking that we were going to five. And then um, we got told that we were going back out again. Like, Are we? <laughs> but we still we stuck with him and we went with Ryan and he won it for us in the um the quarterfinal and then again in the final. But again, it was a whole team performance. I think everyone that took a penalty shot did their best and they were either scored or came close to. Um, 
But no, yeah, I think it was really good for uh, for him as well to get those two goals. Yeah, yeah. And just there's just one other player I wanted to mention from the Bears that I thought, um, along with yourself, kind of, I know Ryan got the, the two penalty shoots. He also spoiled us getting the first ever Nationals coin toss, but less on that just now. Um, we can't hate him for that forever. Um, but uh, <laughs> in terms of in terms of um, other players that really stood out for me was big Nathan Bennett. And is that a Sutton Sting teammate or Sutton Sting enemy? I, I'm, I'm not really sure who all plays for the Sting. But, uh, uh, yeah, so he plays for Sutton Sting. I, I keep going back to roller hockey, but I played with I play with him there as well at the moment, and I've played with him for many a year there. I used to play with him at Sutton too. Um, but now I think in the first few games, he was, well, I'd, I'd say reminiscent to a pizza delivery service because he was uh, giving pucks to the other team, getting assists for the other team. And um, after that London game, he really turned himself around. He became an absolute, absolute wall on the back end for us. He shut down teams. He really contributed in those last few games, which is where it mattered the most. And uh, I know he took a bit of a, a bit of hate for it from some of our players, uh, not behind his back, straight to his face. But yeah, he, uh, he took it on the chin and he really developed in the last stages of the weekend. Yeah, and and ultimately he he ended up making making the All Star team uh, on account of the way he finished the weekend. Because I thought, along with as I say, along with yourself and and there was Fraley and the Glassby brothers, every everyone done their job for Sheffield but he really kind of stood out towards the end of the weekend has been pretty solid back there so um, you can tell him from me he's got Rambles approval if, if that makes him feel any better <laughs> hopefully yeah cool um, right we're, we said we'd try and keep it around 45 minutes so before we wrap up let's say uh, get about we're getting towards the summer now um, so let's say uh, find out about your plans for the summer and um, and what you're looking forward to most next year. So, Yuki, what what have you got planned for the summer, and uh, what what's next for you in the in the world of hockey when the, when the season starts again? Um, so I'm gonna go back to Japan in July because my exchange program ends, and I'm gonna continue hockey at my uni team. And I'm doing I'm like an assistant captain, so just looking forward to teaching my teammates about just basics of hockey and like skating in general. I guess. Cool, cool, and that's. As I know, as a coach, that it's it's fun watching uh, it's fun watching your team cycle and stuff. But it's also good seeing like you know someone who's not not had any confidence like do a stick lift or something. So yeah, that'll be that'll be quite rewarding. So good stuff. Um, Nick, what about you? What have you got planned for the summer, and what what are you looking forward to uh, come next season? Um, I think for the moment, it's just finishing my dissertation. Um, so once I've got that done, look for jobs. But try and stay in shape for the. Uh, the next season. Um, I'm thinking about the alumni year. I'm undecided at the moment just because I'll have a job, um, hopefully. Uh, but no, I'll be in Sheffield. I'm not sure what team yet. I'm just waiting for trials to come up. And uh, no, I'll still be around. And, and and just before we before we go on to Jack there, I, there is a question that's kind of been bugging me. Do you feel like you're now fully assimilated to Sheffield or are you still a Nottingham boy at heart? Because that is a big rivalry, right? That's... Apart from maybe Fife Edinburgh or something, that's that's one of the biggest rivalries in, in UK hockey. Yeah, I think um, I'm still Nottingham at heart, but um, that's only for elite league, and I don't think I'll be signing there. But no, I'm being I'll be living in Sheffield as of next year, full time. 
So I think it's a local team for me now, even though I am Nottingham at heart. I mean, playing at Sutton, you always see the Nottingham-Sheffield rivalries and you kind of realise that they are still people, I guess. <laughs> and, and finally, Jack, what have you got planned for the summer and what, what are you looking forward to most about next season? Uh, summer, just for the upcoming weeks, just finish off any of my other studies that I need to finish off until about two weeks. I think I'm finishing my last uh, couple of modules. Through the summer, I'm doubling down on the, the off-ice training, do a lot of off-ice running uh, the gym. I'm going to double down, go to the gym more, run a lot more while there's not as much training on because Warriors training isn't on during the summer. And I don't and the, I don't think the Kings training's on either. Um, but I plan to go to camp as well, go back to the Netherlands, as I usually do in the summer. Uh, do a bit of coaching over there. They've asked me as a coach, so help the younger goalies as well. I love coaching the younger goalies. It's always nice to help them out. But for next season, re-signing for Warriors is my biggest priority, definitely the biggest one. I know we're going through it. I'm just waiting for the call at the minute because we have a um, new coaching at the minute because uh, David Longstaff, lobby, uh, stepped down. So we have Tony Hand come in now. He's the new uh, head coach. So just waiting for a call from him. Uh, I'm going to try and... I'm not sure whether to get two-way going either with the Billingham. Uh, there's a Billingham second team in NHL 2, which is the league below. Um, I've been going uh, training with them for a while. There's been trials going on with them. Um, and signing for the Kings as well. Maybe because I want to try and get a two-way going. One of them maybe try, try and boost my ice time because I haven't obviously haven't been playing as many games with the Warriors. So it's always best to develop myself through other means like those second teams. But yeah, biggest priority, definitely the Warriors at the minute. Cool, cool. Um, well, that sounds that's all good, guys. I'll give one last round uh, the table because we like to see if you give anyone a shout out, you can bully them into listening. Um, and then and then we'll let you guys go. So, uh, Jack, you got anyone you want to give a shout out to? Uh, oh, put me on the spot, yeah. Uh, I had get shout out to my younger brother, Tom Wakefield. Hopefully, he does good with the stars next season. And I don't know, maybe hopefully, he gets a couple goals, gets a couple. Couple assists, maybe maybe a penalty shot goal, maybe a Gordie Howe hat trick. You never know. He's a bit feisty sometimes, so that'll be good for him. Cool, cool. And uh, Nick, what about you? Anyone you want to give a shout out to? Um, I'll go with my parents, my partner. I think growing up, they put a lot of time in to help me get to where I am now, and then now at the moment, I think she's um, she's put up with me being away most weekends, most most nights in the week. Um, so no, yeah, to her for putting up with it, really. Cool, cool. And uh, Yuki, presumably, um, the girlfriend that gave you the socks is one person you want to give a shout out to. Uh, but is there anyone else you want to give a shout out to? Right, yeah, like just like Nick, I would say like my parents and like my girlfriend, just like because like hockey is not a huge sport to play, obviously, it's a bit expensive, so just like putting up with that obviously and like my girlfriend for just like being there to support me when I have like a bad game so yeah shout out to them I guess cool cool well thanks so much guys for coming on um I appreciate that this got rescheduled to 10 a.m on a on a bank holiday Monday morning um and I, I thank you guys for giving up your time to do this and uh and um good luck with all your all your endeavors uh good luck with the Warriors uh Jack uh, Nick, I hope you do come back because it, it would it would feel like it were a little bit remiss. We've missed much of your time. And, and Yuki, good luck with your coaching. That's a great thing you're doing. Cheers, guys. <laughs>